089-110-2000. That is the hotline number right here in studio. And you can give me a buzz live on the airwaves. And let me see, what else have I forgotten? You've got our WhatsApp voice note line. Yes, you've got our hotline in the studio. And then our Twitter handle is at Radio2000ZA, as well as on our Instagram. So you can go ahead and uh, hit me up, hit us up. I mean, you always have a lifeline to whoever is behind this mic 24 hours a day. Well, we're now chatting to Errol Sweeney as we interpret the laws of the game. There are new laws that have come into play and he breaks it down for us. Errol is a former FIFA referee and FIFA instructor and also a good friend of the show. Errol, it's always good to chat. A warm welcome to The Touchline. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. Good to have you once again. New rules. I mean, we're always chatting about this game um, changing. It's ever evolving. And what do you make of the new set of rules? Well, I have no problem with change uh, if it's change for the better. My big problem is that sometimes it's change for the sake of change, mm-hmm. and, and that's not a good thing. In recent times, IFAB, IFAB, that's the International Football Association Board, they have brought in an awful lot of changes, and they've all come in together. In the past, they used to bring in one or two per year, but they seem to have brought in a lot now together, and I think that's causing confusion. Mm -hmm. Um, However, confusion can easily be cleared up if they just consult the experts, in other words, the referees, and, and, you know, that can be easily explained. Yeah. Um, When you say change for the sake of change, do you think it's too much, like too thick thick and fast all at once in order for it to actually, I don't know, mould and take shape first before you change it again? Well, you see, what they've done is they've, they've They've made so many changes. They've gone right through the entire law book. And remember, there are 17 laws uh, in association football or soccer, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And there are 17 laws, but then there are sections and subsections and sub 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 subsections, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But what I think they've done here is they've brought in too many changes. They went through the entire law book and they made all these changes and supposed to be for clarity, but quite honestly, it's much. I think it's a lot more confusing. Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about these laws and, I mean, the application of them? And let's start with the free kick and, and the 10 yards with reference to the Arsenal match. Yeah, um, that I thought was... was um, oh, I, I think the referee um, slipped up very, very badly there. The new law, let me go with the old way. The mm-hmm. old way was that there was a free kick to the attacking team, the defending players lined up in what they call the wall, and the attacking players used to join in that wall. Now, there were, people I'm sure will remember there was a lot of pushing and shoving yeah. and elbowing, and then the referee goes in and he talks to the players, and you're not to be doing this and you're not to be doing that, and then he retreats back to his position, and what do they do? They carry on where they'd left off before. Mm. So uh, to, to try and, and solve that problem, FIFA then brought up this amendment to Law 13, which deals with free kicks. And they said that if there are more than three players uh, in a defensive wall, actually, let me read you the actual directive from FIFA. It says, and I quote, when there is a defensive wall of at least three players, all attacking team players must be at least one meter from that wall. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, an indirect free kick is awarded to the defending team. Okay. Now, in the Arsenal-Bournemouth game, the uh, Brighton game the other night, there was a free kick just out of the penalty area. The defensive wall had lined up 
inside the penalty area and uh, there were more than three players. Uh, so the attacking players were supposed to be at least one metre from that wall. They weren't. Mm. They were right in the wall and there was pushing and shoving going on and the referee allowed it and the referee was wrong. Yeah. Now, I've written extensively about that in my column in um, City Press tomorrow and I've explained the whole thing. But briefly to you, what happened the other night was the referee fell down on the job and, and I'm loath to criticise match officials because I've been there. Yeah. I know what it's yeah. all about. But when you see blatantly referees not doing their job, it's, it's just, it has to be highlighted. You know, mm -hmm. there have been sayings in the past that referees get too much protection and that excuses are always made for them. Well, I believe if they're wrong, they're wrong. And they should try and correct that wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely pick up the paper tomorrow to read more about that. But my favourite happens to be the hand-to-ball and ball-to-hand uh, amended law. And, and what is the new interpretation saying? Well, the new interpretation, well, it actually stays the same, except, <laughs> there's always an except, there's always a but. Um, the old one is that the hand to the ball, the ball must be moving towards, sorry, the hand must be moving towards the ball, mm -hmm. not the ball towards the hand, hand. for a, a free kick to be given. Now, there's two interpretations now. Uh, one for the attacking side. So the attacking players, if the ball is kicked in, and it even touches the arm of an attacking player mm. with no, no movement towards the ball or no way trying to interfere with it at all. If it touches his arm and goes into the net, that's now deemed to be an assistance and therefore the goal is ruled out. That's okay. not like a, a player taking a, a, a defender taking a, a free kick. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. There it definitely, that the ball... Uh, the hand must be moving towards the ball, not the ball towards the hand. I'm yeah, sure yeah. to the people listening, this is very, very confusing. Confusing, yes, yes. Uh, I'm almost getting confused myself. <laughs> but that's the way it is now. So just to, just to recap, if a free kick is being taken by the attacking team and it touches uh, the arm, mm -hmm. and I mean touches, just touches like grazes the it. arm of a teammate, in other words, an attacking player, and that ball goes into the net, that is ruled out um, as a handball and a free kick is awarded to the defending team. Mm -hmm. That's not now uh, including the defending team. If the attacker kicks the ball in and it touches the defender's arm and goes into the net, the goal is allowed. Okay. But if it even brushes the arm or the hand of an attacking player on its way to the net, that's ruled out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Errol, I'm going to ask you to Are please... Yeah, I'm very confused. I'm even going to play some adverts now <laughs> just for it to soak in. And when we come back, uh, we continue the interpretation of the new laws, especially when a ball hits, hits a referee. And will there be a drop ball? Please hold. I'll be with you in a sec.
You're listening to The Touchline with me, Romy Titus, and it airs uh, 20 minutes after 4 o'clock right here uh, on Radio 2000. So wherever you are across the country, keep your dial locked right here on 97.2 to 100 FM. There is live football coming your way at 6 o'clock. And if it is that you want to interpret uh, the new laws and rules and how they all come together, and do they? Because, I mean, I had to just take a breather there. Hand to ball, ball to hand. Uh, Sometimes it gets a little confusing. But the man who puts it all into perspective for us is none other than Errol Sweeney and he is on the line. Errol? Yes. Yes, as we continue, I mean, I, I needed that breather. I really, really did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the interpretation again, the, is there a new law when a referee stops play or is hit by the ball and will we see a drop ball? Yes. Um, if the ball now hits the referee during normal course of play, and he somehow interferes with the passage of play, then the ball, the game is stopped and the referee drops the ball and allows only, only the team who, who last played it, only they can contest that drop ball. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. the past, with drop balls, um, um, any of two players or ten players from either side could contest the ball. Uh, but now, uh, with this particular instance, and by the way, that one still stands. If, if the referee stops the game for any reason, maybe a player is injured or something like that, and then has to restart the ball with a drop ball, um, anybody, any amount of players from either team can contest that ball. Generally, the players do show a little bit of fair play and they say, well, okay, your player is injured. The play will stop to help your player. So we let you uh, get possession of the ball and then they will kick it back to the goalkeeper, that sort of thing. Okay. But with this other one now, uh, if the ball hits, if the ball is played, say, from one player to another player, and on the way it hits off the referee and deflects, the referee then blows the whistle and uh, drops the ball and allows the team who are playing the ball uh, to, to regain, in other words, regain possession again. Yeah, um, I mean, week in and week out, as you, you know, making sense of the new laws for me, but coaches are complaining about the state of refereeing and... Is the solution really to the ever-changing face of the game, or does something have to remain constant for us to have, um, I don't know, constant results or less complaints? Well, you see, the, in my opinion, there are two aspects here. There's one that the coaches genuinely don't know, and that's the fault of, of either SAFA or the league or both to inform the clubs as to these new changes. Now, when I was there going way, way back during Trevor Phillips' time, um, I went into Club Phillips one day and I said, listen, can I please go around the clubs? Let me spend a week going around the clubs, explaining the new law changes on, on a, uh, you know, to the team in, in a sort of a role play situation. Get the players on the field and let them ask questions mm-hmm. about the new changes and then I will explain it to them. There's the other aspect in, in that maybe the coaches already do know the laws of the game and they just prefer not to know. Uh, and that that's a different story. And nobody knows, of course, that and because the coaches will never admit it. Yeah. But sometimes I think they do know the laws. And if they don't, by the way, they should know it. Mm. Because one of the aspects of coaching uh, and referees, or sorry, um, coaches getting their uh, coaching badge, there's a module on the laws of the game. Yeah. And I did this coaching course way back with the English FA. And I remember the coach at the time, uh, the English uh, FA coach telling me at the time, the guy who was conducting the course, he said, the players, uh, they, they, these guys, they all know how to bend the ball and twist the ball and this ball and that ball. 
but they don't know the laws of the game. And he said the majority of them who fail their badge, they fail on the laws of the mm. game. Now, mm. maybe it, it suits them not to know the laws of the game, or maybe they genuinely have no interest in the laws yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But they're very quick to complain, and most times they're wrong. Enlighten me on Law 12, which coaches have been complaining about and how that's interpreted. Yeah, well, Law 12 is, deals with fouls and misconduct. Uh, and it's all to do, all aspects of fouls and misconduct. The two types of free kicks you can get are uh, indirect free kicks and direct free kicks. Now, people might say, oh, it's a penalty kick, not also a kick, a free kick. Well, yes, it is, but it falls under, uh, although it's a separate law unto itself, but a penalty kick is the same as a direct free kick mm. outside the penalty area. So outside the penalty area, you can take a direct free kick. Inside the penalty area, that direct free kick actually becomes a penalty kick. Mm, mm, mm. The state of refereeing is something that you and I chat about uh, quite often, and there always seems to be mm. big concern worldwide. And I often go back and, yes, reading your columns and trying to make sense as I watch games as well, but it's a common problem and perhaps a problem that is becoming a little out of hand. Is there a remedy at all to this problem, or will it always give us fodder to talk about? Well, at the end of the day, the referees have the final say on everything. And even on the, on the VAR, this video assistant referees, even on that, the referee will have the final say as to whether he will accept what's on the VAR or not accept it. But we have the power. Now, I'm saying we have the power. We should use that power, not abuse it. Mm. Mm. Definitely use it, but not abuse it. And we should be taking stronger action, stronger disciplinary action, against players and managers or whomever um, contravene the laws of the game. Um, I I don't think the referees are being strong enough today. I think they should be a lot more strict. Uh, I don't think there should be any physical contact, as in they shake hands before the game. And to me, that's that's a height of hypocrisy. Because they shake hands before the game, yes. and the game is no longer kicked off, and suddenly there's a referee screaming at, or sorry, there's a player screaming at a referee about a, something that he thinks he should have got or somebody mm, should. Mm, you know what mm, I mean? Respect. It's a load of nonsense. Yeah. The ref, I, I, I've long advocated for an independent refereeing body to be set up there where referees would be controlled by referees. They would act in a way like the judiciary in any country, in any democratic country, where the judiciary are part of the government of the country, the same as referees fall under the mother body, which in South Africa is SAFA. They fall under that, but they're independent, and that's the way they need to be. But it's not happening at the moment. And in my opinion, the clubs have far too much power. Do you know that in England, at the lower levels of football, referees are being assessed by club officials. Hmm. I mean, that's like asking Turkish to vote for Christmas. I mean, how can you, <laughs> how can you get club officials assessing a referee? You. If the team wins, they will say, oh, yeah, he was a great referee. If their team loses, genuinely, they'll say, no, he was a terrible referee. Yeah, yeah that's always so, the case. Similarly, I think the clubs have far too much power, too much authority, and the referees need to be independent totally autonomous and away from all influence from clubs mm-hmm, and officials. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. In the ever-changing face of football, is there one rule or law specifically that has remained the same that you wish would change? Uh, 
Uh, oh, not really. Uh, I mean, the offside used to be fairly easy to understand. You know, if you were, you had to be in front of the second last defender to be offside. Um, uh, oh, sorry, you had to be level with the second last defender to be offside. Now you have to be clearly in front of the second last defender mm-hmm, to be offside. Mm-hmm. But there are so many different interpretations, and they've tweaked the offside rule so much. It's just. It, it's hard to understand it sometimes. Yeah. On the offside, just for clarification for people who are listening, any part of the body that you can score with, I just want pause a minute and say it again, mm-hmm. any part of the body that you can score with, mm-hmm. in other words, your head, your chest, your hips, your knee, your foot, if that is in front of the second last defender, you are offside. It does not, and I repeat, it does not include the hand or the arm. And for a handball, uh, it includes the arm, which goes right up to the shoulder. Now, if you can picture in your mind, if you, if you sort of swivel your shoulder forward, yeah. that could be deemed to be part of the arm and therefore could be deemed to be a handball. Wow. Are you oh, even yeah. more confused? Oh, now? Errol. <laughs> no, you've put it into perspective quite I'm nicely. I'm hoping to be in South Africa. I'm hoping to be in South Africa. Uh, I'm planning to go sometime in February. Oh, that's good. So we get to see so, you for uh, a change. Maybe I should, should come into your studio and we could have a longer, longer, longer chat. Ah, oh, sounds I, like I a mean, date. Refereeing, I've, I'm so passionate about it. I've been involved in it since 1970, 71. And I'm as passionate about it today as I was as you were then. then. Yes, uh, yes. Both from the being in the middle and now on the on the coaching and mentoring and training side as well. Well, please, please, when you are here, let us know, and it'd be really great to have you in studio. Fantastic. Perfect. Thank you so much there. That is Errol Sweeney, always putting things into perspective for us. And yeah, I think, guys, can't we just scrap the offside rule? <laughs> That's my five cents worth, but I'm not part of the IFAB, though. I'm just here behind the mic uh, trying to enlighten you and me as to the changes in football. And that was Errol Sweeney, former FIFA referee and a FIFA uh, referee instructor. Um, hold on. Something is happening. Timmy T is letting me in. <laughs> to me, it's just being silly. But uh, it's nice to also know that uh, Victor Gomes, along with uh, the other referees who are on their way to their game, happens to be listening to Radio 2000. Guys, you've made a really great choice, and I hope that Errol has enlightened you as you go and ensure that there is a fair play. You're locked on the touchline with me, Romy Titus. It is half past four. We're going to some music, and when we come back, we continue chatting about pressing issues in the world of sport. We're talking CSA and what is happening out there. It seems like a bit of a mess, a circus, if you will. And if it is that you have a say on that, please do hit me up on our social media. It's at Radio2000ZA. You can send through a WhatsApp voice note as well. Not forgetting 89 is my hotline number.